Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Growingingrace.org, the place where you can find our podcast, Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski with Mike Kapler, talking some Gentile talk. Uh, Merry Christmas, by the way. A lot of times, a lot of years, we'll do a special Christmas podcast. And today, the day that this is uploaded is Christmas Eve, and we're going to totally ignore Christmas. <laughs> we're just going to try to wrap up our, our series <laughs> on the Gentiles and get it done with uh, by the end of the year here. So uh, if you want a Christmas podcast, be sure to go to growingandgrace.org and search. You can probably search for the word Christmas or birth of Jesus or something like that. And in past years, we've we've talked about that type of thing. So there's plenty of podcasts to listen to in that way. It just uh, didn't time out that well. We, we kind of wanted to get through this series we've been on. We've been on it for, I don't know. I, I'm not counting. I'm, I'm just guessing by the time we've gotten through all these, it's been a couple of months maybe. Yeah. Um, close to that. So Gentiles coming to Christ, non-Jewish people having the gospel shared with them, having God reach and, and bring life to them, eternal life. And and it's a really interesting series. I've, I've really enjoyed this because I think a lot of things have been brought out that most of us have never really thought much about, and, and I think maybe it will be helpful in, in your, your future thoughts and study about some of these things because it's so easy to skim through them, right? So we've come to the place, though, based on where we left off, uh, we've come to the place where we wanted to jump from Acts 15 to Acts 21 because we, we kind of see some, some repeat stuff going on here that was related to what we were we were talking about. And what happens here is Paul and, and uh, those who were traveling with him were going to go up to Jerusalem. Now, Paul was warned, just a side note here, Paul was warned before he went that if he goes, he, he's going to end up getting bound. In other words, somebody was almost trying to tell him not to go. But Paul said, no, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready not only to be bound, but if necessary, to die. I'm going up to Jerusalem. And so he did. It, it, which tells you this is some—Paul knew this was serious stuff. Mm-hmm. Paul, Paul knew that this was really an issue that had to be—things had to be dealt with. So, yeah, he was—and he was ready to die for it. Yeah, and, and so around uh, 2117, we arrived in Jerusalem. The brethren received us gladly. The following day, Paul went in with us to James, and all the elders were present— after he had greeted them, he began to relate one by one. I don't know how long this took. He, he related one by one the things which God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. When they heard it, as they've done in the past, they began glorifying God, and they said to him, You see, brother, that, I mean, that's great, but you see how many thousands there are here among the Jews of those who have believed in Jesus, and they are all zealous for the law. Now, I don't know everything that Paul told them before they said that, but this relates to what we were talking about before in recent weeks. And they go on. They say they have been told about you, these believing Jews who are embracing the law. They're zealous for it. They're excited about the law, the Mosaic law. 
And they have been told about you, Paul, that you are teaching all the Jews who are out there amongst the Gentiles that you're ministering to, that you're telling them, believing Jews, to forsake Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children, nor to walk according to the customs that we've held on to for so long. And so when they said you're, you're teaching them to forsake Moses, that word forsake, um, I mean, it just basically it means a, a falling away, a defection, apostasy. Uh, Paul, we gotta, we got to do something about this. So you see how they're zealous for the law, and they've been told this about you. What is to be done? They will certainly hear that you have come, and we don't like the looks of this. Therefore, do this. Do what we tell you. We've got four guys here who are scheduled uh, under a vow from the law, Take them and purify yourself with them. And by the way, don't just do this. You pay their way. <laughs> you pay their expenses so that they may shave their heads. And all will know that there is nothing to the things which have been told about you. This, these rumors, this stuff they've been hearing about you telling Jews that they're freed from the law, that the law uh, could not bring them the forgiveness they desired, that it could not bring them righteousness. This stuff that you've been teaching— and writing to people about and speaking about uh, this ceremony that you will join and pay for um, will satisfy should satisfy these people who are uh, zealous for the law, believing Jews, and that you yourself also walk orderly, keeping that law of Moses. But you know, concerning Gentiles, does this sound familiar from Acts 15? Concerning the Gentiles, you know, we 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 wrote to them and told them they they should abstain from meat sacrificed to idols and from blood and from what is strangled and from fornication. And so Paul kind of went with the compromise again here, and eventually it it, it landed him uh, in jail. Yeah. <laughs> so, so and and keep in mind, this is many years later. Uh, after Acts 15. You're roughly a decade, give or take. Yeah, and, and the effort, Joel, seems to be we want to try to keep Jews and Gentiles so they can coexist somehow in all of this thing with this message of Jesus, right? Right. Yeah, and and you think of all the things that happen then in between. We've been talking in this series about Peter's vision, where he really got the understanding or started to get the understanding that yes um this gospel thing is for gentiles we have acts 13 you know paul going into the synagogues and and preaching jesus not the law we have acts 15 where the dispute arose where people were saying that people had to not only believe jesus but also keep the law of moses and and peter spoke up and said that the law was a burden it was a, it was bondage it was something neither we or our fathers could bear why would we put that yoke on the gentiles and then also in acts 15 where james had originally put these four things on the gentiles okay yeah they don't have to keep the full law but do these four things then, and then time went by, and Paul went out. You, you, you can read about his journeys and, and read his letters. And, you know, through the law, I died to the law that I may bear fruit to God. And he said, you know, I had to be dead to the law in order to be joined to Christ. And he was telling people to forsake Moses, that the law of Moses was the ministry of death and condemnation. It was bondage. It brought guilt. It was uh, a guardian for the people of Israel for a certain time period, but now in Christ, uh, it's been broken down, it's been done away with, it's been nailed to the cross, been taken out of the way, 
And to the Jewish people, Paul would write these things. I mean, he would write letters that went out to Jews and Gentiles alike, but he was telling them that the law has no part of life in Christ. And that was what Paul really believed and how he understood the gospel. That was the gospel. And in the meantime, you've got all these activities going on in Jerusalem where James and the elders are there, and all of these myriads of Jews, thousands of Jews who were, they've believed, they were believers in Jesus, but they were all zealous for the law. So now, after all this time, Paul comes back to Jerusalem, and you read what happened here. Uh, James and the elders want Paul to say that all that stuff is not true. Uh, Paul, you know, there's a lot of people here... (laughs) There, you know, I'm in kind of a spot. I don't know how, how, I don't know what James' mindset was here. And again, like we said last week, we're not down on James. We're, we're showing you, we're pointing out what actually did happen. James and the elders did actually say these things to Paul. Tell them, tell these Jews who are zealous for the law. They believe in Jesus, but they're zealous for the law. Tell these Jews that what you say is not so. Tell them that what you've been doing isn't true. And that just goes to show that many years later into the gospel, there was still this issue. There was still a problem. Again, like I've said, we can read throughout, you know, Romans and Galatians and 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians and Ephesians and Colossians. And we can read all these things that Paul wrote and understand that the law has no part of our life in Christ. But it's hard for us maybe to put ourselves in the shoes of these early Jewish believers who had been under the law for many years, and like James says, they were zealous for the law. Z- not just, not just, yeah, uh, you need to be saved and, and keep the law, but zealous for it. I mean, they had a lot of zeal for people keeping the law, and they were not very happy. They wouldn't have been. They weren't happy to hear that Paul was telling the people to forsake Moses, when that's what Paul was actually saying. So, what we're pointing out here is that, for one thing the whole gospel message had a hard time getting out there to people because of this problem, because of this confusion. And so it wasn't an easy thing for Paul. Again, he, he knew that these things need to be needed to be dealt with and he was willing to die for it. So thank you, you know, to the Lord for sending out Paul and for Paul having such a heart and for such a zeal for the gospel uh, apart from the law. Uh, but it just goes to show some of these things that were going on in the early church that we, we kind of take for granted today. Yeah, I mean, that's what Paul was called to do. I mean, you know, on the road to Damascus, uh, it was made clear shortly after that that, that this was the calling for, for Paul. And and uh, a couple of things to point out here, uh, quite a period of years uh, went by from Acts 15, where the debate took place with the council and so forth, uh, until here in Acts 21. By most Bible timelines, if you do a search, I, I think you'll find it's probably in the 10 to 12 year range for the most part. And y- using round figures, let's say, for example, 50 AD is when they had the Acts 15 meeting. It was probably around, uh, give or take a year or two, uh, around AD 60, where this was taking place here in Acts 21. And so I just wanted to point that out, too, that this was an ongoing thing that was was still continuing, this this division or this this uh, controversy and debate between Jews and Gentiles. And with everything that we've covered in, in recent weeks, you can begin to see, as Joel said, we're not down on anybody here. We're just pointing out this is what was going on in a very difficult, transitionary, and, and challenging time. But you can kind of see where many Jews 
were of the persuasion, believing Jews, that there was a gospel for them, and then there was a different one for the Gentiles. And as you pointed out, Joel, those four things that seem to keep getting mentioned here between Acts 15 and Acts 21, these four things that Gentiles were sort of uh, being counseled to try to follow were four things from the law. But that doesn't mean that it was being taken down from 613 commandments down to 609. Right. I, I can't give you a count, but what what is included within those things, those four things, is more than just four commandments. There's a whole bunch of things tied into that that would have been, as was mentioned in Acts 15, somewhat of a burden for the Gentiles to try to change. And as Paul pointed out to them later on, there's really no threat to your salvation when it comes to idols. You don't want to be an idolater, but just having meat sacrificed to a piece of wood is really not a big deal. The food itself is not going to keep you from God's righteousness. You know, Paul was communicating that to specifically the Corinthians. Something was mentioned in Romans 14 about this sort of thing as well. But the bottom line here is that there was a concern that Jewish believers who were adhering to the law, seeing Gentile believers completely ignoring the law, especially something as as large as what they ate and some of the things that went along with that, there was just this confusion on, on how to deal with it. And so we see this in the, in the writings here in the book of Acts, and then you can carry this over now into many of, especially Paul's writings, because this, this is now a, a dominant feature throughout his writings as he tries to separate law and grace. Yeah. And I think if, if anything, one thing, hopefully what you have gotten out of this as a listener is someone listening to the things that we've been saying is think when you read these things, I mean, you know, have a, have a critical mind and understand that just because James was saying something or the early Jewish people were saying something and believed something, that doesn't mean that that was the gospel. Sometimes, as we've talked about many times, we open up our Bible. Yeah, we got this collection of 66 books, and we just think that it's all, everything that's in there is from God for us. And so we think about these things that were written to the Gentile believers, abstain from these things, and we think, okay, that's Christianity, that's for us. But really, that was what they thought, those Jewish believers, James and the others, who hadn't really let go of the law. And like we pointed out, I think you said this, Cap, either, I don't remember it was one of our podcasts or off the air, but, and and I think you've brought it out more than once, that these things were from the law, and nothing was said about the Jewish people not having to keep the law. When James was writing about these four things, it was about Gentiles abstaining from these things, but he never even said anything about how Jews needed to forsake the law. I think James and the others really did believe, continued to believe, that the Jews were supposed to keep the law. And so you read these things, and, and there are people who do, do believe today that there is a gospel for the Jews and a gospel for the Gentiles, two se separate things. The gospel for the Jews, including the keeping of the law, which to me is no gospel at all if it has the law, because it's not good news, because the law is the ministry of death and condemnation, bondage, guilt, and all these other things. So how could that, How? why would God consider that, have James and the others preach that as gospel? I think 
to put it bluntly, they were just wrong to say that people had to keep the law. In yeah, order, there, was no, there was no life in it. Right, there's no life in the law. Paul had said that, and it was bondage. You know, Peter had said that it was a yoke that neither they nor their fathers could bear. The law had no life in it. Righteousness could not come by the law, and the law had to be done away with in order, as we've talked about, as Ephesians says, in order for Jew and Gentile to come together in Christ. And so it's if someone is preaching that there's a gospel for the Jews that includes the law, to me that's no gospel at all. I think people don't think about that. But they, they read what happens in Acts, and they think, well, there must be that gospel. And then, then for the Gentiles, then there's this other gospel that doesn't include the law, except these four things, maybe. But <laughs> So just think for yourself, when you're reading this, th- these things, that there, remember, keep in mind that there was confusion in those early days. And what you read in Acts is a story of what happened, and not necessarily everything you read there is going to be like good, solid doctrine. It's just telling you, it's just explaining. Um, it's Luke, who wrote Acts, explaining uh, the things that went on, and we don't necessarily take everything as as gospel. Galatians 2.15. We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentiles, yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one, Jew or Gentile, no one will be justified. Yes, and amen to that. That is the message that Paul taught and preached to both Jews and Gentiles. Well, next week, it's the end of the year. It's also going to be the end of this particular series that we're doing. So we'll wrap it up next week. Stick with us. Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace.